definitely discuss healing. We discuss uh, aspects of psychology. Um, we discuss like you know you becoming the best you. Mm-hmm. Mental wellness for sure. Femininity, parenthood, dating, definitely as dating single parents. Um, and it's from a lens of two psychologists, you know. Yeah. So, um, but also two two people who grew mm-hmm. up. Like with both parents, mm-hmm. married parents, and then like you all know that Chloe and I are the youngest of our crews, like her yeah. siblings and my siblings. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it's from that looking, perspective. Yeah, looking at that. life through that lens. Yeah. So you're gonna get a whole lot of things from us, mm-hmm. from us being women, mm-hmm. going through life as parents, and all of these awesome attributes. But yeah, yes, womanology, the study of women, the study of women. <laughs> All right, welcome back to I Don't Listen to 90s Music. We hot and heavy. Y'all know who we are, Stacy, Scott, myself. Look, we're going right into this Usher video uh, that just came out. Um, Boyfriend featuring Kiki Palmer. Y'all already was in the middle of it. I was like, stop it. We need to go ahead and discuss it. <laughs> Scott, what were you saying before we even, what, like, last, last? Is there an album coming? Cause that's Where? like three singles, and then he had one last year. <laughs> Where did this song come from? Because the lyrics to this song are very, you know, they say that the life imitates art. Um, so just just for the audience, real quick, somebody said that your boyfriend's looking for me. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Well, he should know I'm pretty easy to find. Just look for me wherever he sees you. Now, this reminds me of Destiny's Child song um, with me. When she's when they said, do you ever wonder when he don't come home, who he goes to see in the middle of the night, he's, you know, he's, he's with me. That's where he is. Don't worry about where he is. He's with me. And that's what Usher is telling somebody's boyfriend is, you know, you're looking for me. Well, just look for your gal. <laughs> that is something to say to somebody. That's the yeah, I know your bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I took her and (laughs) you know the name of the game. Your bitch shows me. The Google the producer of this song allegedly is supposed to be Miranda Sarah Any. Yeah. Uh, Go look at what she see what she looked like. And you tell me you thought that was a producer. I saw I'm trying to think if somebody was trolling me on this lyrics page. She produced okay. the song. So this that's, person, well, yeah. That's what, uh, I, I looked up the song on Genius. Right. That's the, that's the, I put the producer's name in Google, and look who that is. You tell me you think that's the producer or not, or th- what is going on here. And this is amazing that we're. If that's true, this is 2023 for real. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Is this her? I'm going to her now. I'm on her LinkedIn. Yeah, that's her. Supposedly, it said junior producer, so I don't know. Very well, could be. Now I think I found her Instagram. Maybe she's not an AI. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You already know what I was thinking, Scott. That's exactly what I was thinking. Exactly. Is she an AI? It's a lot of that going on. Right Let's see. <laughs> oh no! So 
Look at the fingers. And even on the YouTube page, it says happy place producer and she works for happy place producing. Hmm. She's a junior producer. So what I'll say is this, if this is a real person, the, <laughs> the career path makes sense. Like okay. LinkedIn profile, if this is a real person, right? It, it, the, the, it, it makes absolute sense what they've been doing, how they got to this point um all of it so they've done stuff in studios and i think this just may be the first time that they really get something something um but i don't have a picture oh wait a minute did i get her instagram page oh and when you go to the instagram page the uh, the, yeah, the newest video uh the thing that's up is the video or oh, pictures wow. from the video oh there are a lot of pictures of her on this page though yeah okay Okay. There are, and she's just a regular person. Yeah. Mm. And that's all. But either way, Usher's a terrorist. Yes, he is. I was just no. gonna say that. Why did he do this to this man, to Tiki Palmer's boyfriend or ex-boyfriend or whoever? Like this is for real terrorism, man. <laughs> so you know, him and Cleotis, he got a rage look. Ain't that the baby name, Cleotis? Something like Cleotis. Is it? It's like some little old. It's a ridiculous name. name. It's a horrible name. <laughs> oh, like, Cleotis? No, something like that. Yeah. I didn't know we made it. We're not that far off. Yeah, like, she brought it back. Is hold on. I say the baby's name. Cleotis or something. <laughs> it's something like that. It is. Where is that personal life? Leo, Leotis, Leo, Leotis, Leotis. Either way, yeah, yeah. Take the seat off. Yeah, Willie Earl is that baby's name. Leotis. That must be somebody in somebody's family. Something he named after somebody granddaddy. Yeah, (laughs) Leotis Andrelinton Jackson. Andrelinton. Yeah. Yeah. Willie Earl Aloysius Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing about the, the, the Usher joint that's even crazier. This is like when the U.S. bombed Japan and then said, oh, we're going to bomb, bomb y'all again three days later. Even mm-hmm. after it's proved already that you have the capabilities to, you didn't give them a chance to surrender. You're just like, we're just going to run this back and th- drop another uh, atom bomb on you. And that's what Usher just did to this man. <laughs> just ran and just did another one. He brought that on himself. He did. And I'm sure the U.S. said that about Japan as well. <laughs> you did I know, this to yourself. I know his partners is like, man, man shit, that's Usher. <laughs> I mean, like on that Boondocks episode. I can see if it was a nigga like T.I. or something, but Usher, you don't And just see the creative like dude that, that wrote that, that, that happened to him for real with his girl. Y'all have seen him tell that story? Mm-hmm. So the actual writer from the Boondocks tells the story about how that really happened to him and his girl. And he was at a restaurant with, uh, with uh, I guess his, he said it was his ex-wife now or whatever, but it was a girlfriend at the time. And they go to a restaurant hanging out. And basically that's, they, that's where the inspiration came from that for that skit was from Usher doing that to him. 
damn. You gonna let some sexy plexi ass nigga see your girl? That's what Riley adds. And we see that it happens. Yep. In real life. He kept it so way more gangster at the beginning. None of this would have happened to him. You are a mother. Well, mother, your mother just got stolen. Ma mama got to have a life, too. Mama. <laughs> <laughs> Brought this on yourself. You get. Hey, he didn't understand that. He didn't understand that part of the game. He, it, didn't he didn't understand that he took it to social media. One, right? Like that was your first mistake. Is you see the video, you see her enjoying herself. You obviously, you know, he got the text message from the group chat. Hey, man. You think he listening to song cry? You already know that. Aww. You also listen to Let It Burn in the Rain. Woo! <laughs> absolutely did. And you got but it bad. He absolutely. And and walk around playing, you don't have to call. I was just to say. You don't have to call. But yeah, you know, she was at that concert. He at home, probably with the kid or not. And the group chat started blowing up. His boys was like, hey, man. Uh. You and Kiki still together? Cause uh, so your gal this session concert looking real friendly. She like it. She like it. Or do they ask first? Hey, do you see what Kiki had on tonight? Is that the first question before the usher dance? Like, I, don't, I think the first. Uh, it may be like, hey, you talk to Kiki, or like, hey, y'all, y'all straight. Yeah, y'all, you, you got to make sure that okay before I give this information, is it is it worthwhile? Y'all broke up, <coughs> matter, right? But y'all together, hey, I don't. Couldn't be me. <laughs> and that's all it, you know. That's all it is. Just one of his home his boys was like, man, I don't know, man. Couldn't be me. Better you than me. Better you than me. <laughs> I, I mean, if you like it, I love. But you know, I just if it was me, I mean, my guy would be like that. Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. And that, that <laughs> was better than me. So Usher really just pissed on this man's grave. I guess at this point with this song, Usher doesn't care, and because he doesn't care. He can do this, yeah, <laughs> right. The and terrorists that's, don't care. Think, well, he obviously cares. He does this video. No, he doesn't give a fuck. That's why he did it. That's like, come see me. I'm in Vegas every weekend. <laughs> you know where I be. You know where I'm at. You know where I am. Look for your girlfriend, and you'll find her. <laughs> what Jay say? I'm everywhere. You ain't never there. Never there. <laughs> <laughs> and why would I ever care? Hold on. Do you think his brother's the one in the group chat? Or are you the one that calmed down like, hey, man, you might want to chill out on this? I, I think, def, like I said, the group chat definitely happened. And then he just listening to all of that shit decided to hop online. Now his brother may have called him and like, hey, take that shit down. But I heard, yeah. that, I heard that though, and he was like, "Hey, this ain't got nothing to do with me." Well, they they was on his brother. <laughs> his brother was definitely the one to tell him to uh, pull it down if he if he said, "Ain't got nothing to do with me." Niggas calling me and shit. Hey man, I told you. I'm calling trying to see if you okay. I ain't gonna look like nah. And he's probably like, "I told you if you weren't ready to be with that bad girl, I mean that girl that's bad, you shouldn't be with if you ain't ready." That part. Then they said he was going. Uh, he did all that because she played Chili in the uh, the TLC movie. Trying to relive what he lost. Yeah. 
this reenactment. <laughs> that is very funny. All right, rest in peace to the great Magoo. Right. Yeah. Magoo's gone, man. He is. And so initially, like I saw, um, according to hip hop, was the first the first thing that I saw that posted about it. And I'm like, but by the time I saw, it, I'm like, it said two hours ago. So then I start looking, but I can't find anybody else talking about it. I'm like, okay, so literally all it is is just a picture of Magoo, and it's like R.I.P. It's like, wait, what? What happened? So yes. now I'm searching online, right? You know, I as an amateur fake journalist, <laughs> I have to get my two sources, right? I need two <coughs> very, very you know, uh, valid sources to tell me that somebody's passed away. And I got nothing. Like, all I got is according to hip hop. And then finally, somebody is like, oh, dude from a player posted it on his page. On his, so I go to his Instagram page. And even with that, I'm like, okay, but this is just one person. Where's Tim? Where's Missy? Where's somebody? Mm. And then, like, Genuine had a Genuine. post. Genuine. <laughs> Genuine's post at first was like, I just heard something. I hope it's not true. So you still don't know. And TMZ ain't said shit. And while I despise TMZ for many, many reasons. <laughs> One thing they don't do is post shit that's wrong. Yeah, and then they don't care about Magoo. Right, and they don't give a shit about Magoo. So they finally posted it like the next day. Um, but even with that, it's all dating back to someone, like everybody going back to that post from dude on Instagram. So I think I just read New York Times was like that Magoo's wife finally like said, yes, he passed away like on Monday. Mm. Well, my thing is, how did the other random people know and Magoo wife ain't even said nothing yet? I think it's I, when someone passes away, I think your first thing, your first thought, especially if it's your husband, your first thought isn't, let me get online and make a post. Right, 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 right. right. So whatever happened, however it happened, whatever, she's possibly dealing with that and trying to get that together. But in the meantime, I'm sure her phone is blowing up because now people are seeing this shit that's online. So I don't know how dude from Player knew first, or he may not have known first. He may have just heard or you know gotten a call. And then people love to be first. Everybody wants to be the first one to report that somebody died, which goes into my beef with TMZ. Um, but... Sometimes you got to just wait a second. Like, if the family hasn't posted shit, it's okay for you not to say anything. It's okay for you to chill out for a minute until the family posts and says anything. But even now, we still don't know what happened. And the wife apparently said that um, she's waiting on the coroner's report to let her know what happened. So, don't know. Crazy. I remember when I first got on Twitter, they had killed Bill Cosby like three three times. <laughs> and TMZ well, killed uh, uh didn't TMZ kill Lil Wayne some years back too originally too? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they'll like they've killed everybody today. They didn't kill everybody. And uh but while I was watching actually Dark Side of the 2000s on Vice, um, and there's an episode about TMZ and they talk about uh, with Michael Jackson, when Michael Jackson passed, how they reported it before anybody else. It was like hours before CNN, and, and that, and I remember that happening. Yep, I remember, I remember. work, and you hear it, and it's like, wait, when they're like TMZ is reporting, and I'm like, TMZ, who the hell is that? Like, no, like I need CNN to tell me something. I need Brian Gumble to come back on TV and let me know what's going on. Like that's what I needed, and but TMZ was right. Um, and then going forth, it's like usually with celebrity deaths, they do know first. And then with Kobe, they were the first ones posting, you know, pictures um, online. And 
um, which was just horrible in itself. But they usually are right. Like they, I mean, they they've made some missteps, but their batting average is pretty good. So like with TMZ not saying anything, that's like I don't know if this is real. Especially with the the West Coast deaths, <laughs> like the deaths in LA and Hollywood yeah. and stuff. They yeah. like they own it. Yeah, they got people at the hospitals that'll feed them information. Yeah, it's people at the airport Dang, high, in right. every hospital. Yeah, that's so you think exactly. they got somebody on the payroll at every hospital? Just that's just, that's exactly it. It's yeah, they just stake out. Jackson. I know somebody that used to work for TMZ. Yeah, that's all they did. Yeah, yeah, they have people on those payrolls or people there that are specifically there to like. Uh, they said what uh, one guy's one of the paparazzi guys said that he used to pay the valets at restaurants and everything to be like, you know, let me know when somebody's when you know so and so is gonna be there or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. why they're there. Like that's why it's like how the hell do they know that they're so, there? Because like the people everybody wants to check. Like if St. Louis was Hollywood, they'll be all like through the loop, Forest Park, <laughs> Central West End, downtown. <laughs> Nigga, the Waffle the malls. <laughs> like front neck at the Waffle yeah. House, all kind of shit. Would they be at the Capri? What the Capri? <laughs> the new, the new the little, little hood club uh, over off Natural Bridge and uh one second. Oh no, no, they ain't going to the Capri. <laughs> nah, man. Mm -hmm. Nah, man. They ain't even going. Nah. They ain't even going to Fahrenheit. <laughs> they ain't hitting the zodiac. They, they might have fucked with the the sundresses and cigars because <laughs> right. that, that was in St. Peter's. <laughs> Definitely. Like, hey, somebody got killed at the Fahrenheit. We didn't know. We really had nobody. There. Nah, man. We was uh, <laughs> we was over in sundresses and sundresses and cigars. <laughs> yeah. So we I also at, we was at the armory <laughs> with uh, with Magoo passing. We also lost a legend in music, which was Clarence Avant, known yeah. as the Black Godfather. If you haven't seen his documentary on Netflix, people. I definitely encourage you to watch because um, it's like I had heard his name, but watching the documentary, I'm like, oh, yeah. like he had uh, he got Obama on there talking good about him. So yeah. like, uh, he was, you know, extreme, very important person um, and advisor to in the music industry as well as in, in politics, everything. So learning, know if he died of, a, of a lo being lonely too, maybe because his, yeah, yeah. yeah. his, his wife was murdered. Though. Yeah, a little minute ago. Yeah, well, like she, somebody broke in their crib and killed her. Yeah, it was like a couple years ago. Yep, 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 yep. It was 2021. <clears throat> yeah. So the, um, the reality, if, if most people know this, like when you have couples that have been together that long, um, mm -hmm. when one of them passes away, the other one yep. is not that far behind. Is it because you just bored and nobody at the crib no more? <laughs> I, I mean, this is somebody that you spent your life with. Yeah. Right, like that's your best friend. You've had other friends and family come and go. So the person that you have woken up next to for the past fifty years is no longer there. So mm -hmm. it's like the um, I think there's there's an actual medical term for it, but essentially some people like is they call it dying of a broken heart. Yep. So, um, but also he was ninety two years old. Yeah. You, so you, you had a great life. <laughs> right. Also, he was ninety two. So even if she still was alive. He was 92. Yeah. He's saying a lot. <laughs> He's yeah. saying a lot. So it's very possible at 92 that that just was. It's 92. But people McCoo died. dying at 50, though, is like. It is. It yeah. is. 
And that's the scary thing is like, you, I, I think I, I made posts before I said like my, my favorite rappers are in their fifties and yeah. it's, and you think that's so far away, but I'm 41. I'll be 42 in a couple of months. Right. Like things ain't making it to like, it's, it's an honor to make it to 50. Like, and that's just insane. And I felt good about, I don't, I don't know if it's a segue, but the um, the fifty year hip hop, the one in um, Yankee Stadium, I didn't. It was this uh, Run DMC's last performance, and they went on last, mm-hmm. and that was like at one in the morning. <laughs> and I'm sure that people our age had left already. <laughs> yeah, hey, it's the it's, it's the Budweiser Superfest all over again. Yeah, <laughs> you might be up all that the whole times of night messing around with child, waiting on somebody to show up. Yeah, they should where was they at at eight o'clock? <laughs> Watch you bring them out early. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, I'm I assure you that they were taking naps in their trailers. <laughs> you want me to go uh, on at one in the morning? They was the headliners of the, the hip hop fest, the 50 year hip hop fest. <laughs> Listen to me. We should have started this early. Early. Like this event should have started very earlier in the day because at 1 a.m., I'm absolutely taking a nap. Mentioning Magoo, though, I know I, I remember before someone put out the 10 worst rappers of all time. They yeah, who gets listed a lot. Is he one of the 10 worst rappers of all time? I, here's the thing I don't feel like Magoo was trying to be the best rapper, and I, he's I just think- riding the beat. I think to me that makes a difference, right? There's when when someone is really trying to be the best rapper out there, and I'm gonna dominate and all that, and then we can really say like, okay, but you're not even all that great of a rapper. But if you're just having fun, like you and your partner, your partner make the beats. You just rhyming off your, you know, you just in the game, just for the sport, for the love of the sport, right? Like you're making some great stuff. You are doing some great production. You're doing all kind of fun things. So you're you're having fun. And you ain't broke, so. And, and up jump the up jumps the boogie is probably one of my top ten songs of all time. <laughs> hey, no, that's a dope. That's <laughs> for real, man. That that song. Because <laughs> he's on uh, what what the song is he on? Is he on um, loves to love you? So yeah, but he, uh, what's the Missy song he's on? Is he on Beat Me 911? Yep. With, uh, seven, I love Beat Me 911. Yeah. Uh, what's the other song I was to the other day? We Add It Again. We Add It Again. That's yep. my shit. Uh, and then I watched that video the other day and I low key got emotional because it's like there's a little clip of Aaliyah in there. Yeah. And so you're watching and you're like, man, damn. Because that was the Romeo Must Die soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> So what's interesting is, do you think because he didn't come out like I think what the last thing he was on was probably like "Beat Me 911" or and um the uh, song on "Romeo Must Die." No, like, I remember that him and Timberland dropped another album uh, with that song. Remember "Indian Flute"? Oh, that was them. Yeah, yeah. I'm a Timberland. I'm a big. I'm a huge Timberland fan. So I they yeah, they dropped like two more albums after that, but "Indian Flute" was probably the last thing. Yeah, that you're was no, you're two thousand three. <laughs> Yeah, that was like 0304. <laughs> okay, 2003 under construction too. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So Let's... Fact, Magoo doesn't have his own Wikipedia page. He doesn't. I saw it. I, I just saw it. I just realized that. Yeah. Cuz supposedly he did a lot of like ghost writing and stuff people, right? Yeah, probably. 
in that Missy and Timberland crew, <clears throat> he probably wrote some of these hooks. <laughs> no, and what I'm asking is, I'm wondering if he just got maybe discontented with the music industry and just wanted to fall back because your 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 boy is Timberland. You can do whatever you want to. Yeah, I always thought when he came out, he always sounded like uh, like Q-Tip on Helium. <laughs> Oh. So the, uh, <laughs> the Gerald, the there's a video that you posted in the group that's mm -hmm. like a demo uh, for uh, Tim Magoo and Pharrell, and yep. you absolutely hear the Tribe Called Quest influence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can, you like definitely you, can. Like as soon as you hit play, you're like, oh, okay, like you hear it, and like. <laughs> Okay, is this a tribe? Is this a tribe demo? Oh no! Oh no! This is no. Nah, this is boys from Virginia. This <laughs> <laughs> is the boys from Virginia. Like they they ain't from back on the on the Boulevard of Linden. Okay, I got it. <laughs> What's up? Yeah, man. So rest in peace to both of them, man. Um, I just don't. I, I just don't like people saying that like he was one of the worst rappers and he's dead now. I just don't. It don't feel nah. good. <clears throat> All right, fiftieth anniversary of hip hop came up recently. How old do you feel? <laughs> the, the if, if hip hop is 50 and I'm 41, yeah. we was babies. We was babies. Like, look at that Curtis Blow when he was like on with the man and LL was a teenager. Right. <laughs> like, and I think you just don't at that time, especially in the 80s, like we're old enough to be able to remember things from that time. And it's like, mm -hmm. you don't, I mean, they were so grown to me. Yeah. Yes. And they weren't. Mm -hmm. Like, like Melly Mel still strong. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah but... we'll talk about Melly Mel and, and Un Momento. Um, but yeah, definitely feel old with the being the 50th anniversary. But it's it's intriguing to watch all the tributes and see really how I don't want to say how far rap has come or hip hop has come, but there's definitely a, a, a difference in each generation. Mm. I think rap is more respected now than what it was probably 20 years ago. It's because it's the number one genre. Yeah. Hip hop. <laughs> is it more respected or more controlled? Or more commercial. Or more commercial. Is it just more yeah. like which one is it? Because I feel like we when it was more under We're not respected, or taboo uh, or forbidden, <laughs> I feel like we had better quality. And now that it is more um, accepted and commercialized, um, the quality has just yeah. sucks. Like, I mean, I'm not, and that's not to say that every new thing that comes out sucks. That's absolutely not true. But we are definitely in some type of weird loop of everything sounding exactly the same. Everybody, no regional, I, sounds, I, no regional sounds at all. There's no regional yeah, at all, and. Um, who did I, I, where did I just, what was I just listening to? Torre, uh, Torre um, had a, a, his podcast is him, Lamonte Jones and um, this other dude, Mike. Michael Smith, yeah, I, yeah, I listened to him, yeah. There you go, I'm like, I'm like, so like when you just said that in a regional, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm like, yes. I'm like, I'm like, I just heard that. So yeah, the argument was, is that back in the day, rap was very regional, right? So South had their sound, West Coast had their sound, Midwest had their thing going on, right? And then even with the Midwest part of it, 
like there's that difference even between what St. Louis does and what Chicago does Chicago. or what Detroit does. And Cleveland. And, then, and Cleveland. East Coast has their thing. But and now, Kansas City. Like that's five, four, five different cities with right. four or five different things. And you know? now it's your audience is so global <coughs> that your there is no regional influence or whatever, right? Like, so you can be from the West and sound like somebody from the South. And because the beats aren't the same or the the production or your audience that you're trying to get is everybody versus yeah. like, you know, like here in Dallas or even in Houston, like there's a scene, period. Like, so the people that are rapping in Houston care about rapping to the people in Houston. If somebody else picks it up, cool. If not, oh, well, I'm still performing for these people. And, and, and now, Houston is a big market. <laughs> big market. And now like it's, I can just grab my phone, I can record something, and I can share it with the entire world, and nobody knows where you're from. Yeah. That's one thing I do miss. I miss the anticipation of an album coming out. You know, because now shit just dropped. <laughs> you know. Exactly. Like I'm, I miss the going to another city and hearing different music. Of mm -hmm. like, you can put on the other different music. Of like, okay, we're going to such such. You would ride to the radio in another city Yep. Just to hear what they they listening to. Right. That's how I got put on the uh, Young Dolph when I was in it, Memphis. <laughs> it, it was a big deal if somebody like if somebody went to New York and brought you back a, a bootleg CD or like I said, I still a have my bootleg copies. Right, I still got my bootleg copies of Stank On You at Memphis Bleak's um, album because my brother went to New York and got me those two CDs and I bet. Like, so it, that was a big deal. Like you got something that you couldn't get anywhere else. And now it's so, I mean, while I love that it's so accessible and I don't have to go to Streetside Records, I do miss that. Yeah. That ability to do that, right? Like, and oh, you ain't got that yet. You ain't heard it no, yet. Hop in the car, open it up, pop the plastic, put it the, in. The, the whole anticipation. Yeah. Of it. And again, just being able to say something now, it's like, you ain't heard that yet. Like before, like, you didn't hear the album, you didn't have it, and it, you were going to have to seriously wait to hear it until someone lets you borrow it or you had to go buy it yourself. That was it. There was no other option. And I was one of them, like, music nerds. I like to read the credits, who produced it and mm -hmm. who wrote it, or if it had the lyrics in it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that doesn't happen anymore. Now you get the digital experience, yeah. which isn't the same. It's just, it's just not like. Thank you what for is, what is you all's first hip hop moment you all remember? Um, because <clears throat> I had an older brother, so he played all that Fat Boys and LL Cool J. Mine is Crush I, Groove. Mine Crush is Crush Groove. Groove. I was gonna say Crush Groove. I remember Crush Groove and Beat Street are the two things that stick out to me. Crush Groove and um. Not Beat Street. It was another movie. Uh, breaking, 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 breaking. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of hip hop people say breaking ain't real, but it's all good. <laughs> breaking, man. Breaking is a hip hop movie, man. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> For me, so I wasn't. You know, my grandma wouldn't buy me rap tapes or whatever. But I remember having Bobby Brown's tape and listening to it and listening to um, "Don't Be Cruel" and he raps a little bit in there, and it's mm -hmm. like. <laughs> this thing 
Okay, cool. And then, I mean, there were just little, I mean, even with my, my boys tape, right? They, they rap a little bit in there, right? It, it's not, you know, nothing serious, but that was like, wait a minute, this is something that's a little bit different. Or I remember being in my um, oldest sister in her car and her playing It Takes Two by Rob Bass. <laughs> and I'm just like I'm steadily hitting rewind because I'm like, what is this? I need to like I don't I don't know what this is. I don't, I don't know anything about it. So th- there's all those little bitty moments of you getting a little glimpse of it, and then yeah. finally <clears throat> being able to. I said the box changed my life. Box. That was gonna be my next the question. Like, me. <laughs> does somebody does somebody needs to do a documentary on the box? Like seriously. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I I absolutely agree with you. The box definitely changed my life as far as being able to hear music. So, uh, 93? Or was it summer 94? When did Thugger Church Bone come out? 94. 94. So, summer 94, I remember I was spending the summer at my mom's house. And my brother calls and is like, hey, you been watching the box? And I'm like, yeah, every day, duh. Like, what else am I doing? <laughs> Every day, duh. Yeah. And he was like, hey, it's these dudes. They like in Cleveland or something. It's like five of them. And they rapping like real fast. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. He's like, but no, they rapping like real, real fast. Okay. So then eventually I see Thuggish Ruggish Bone. And it's like, what? How are they doing this? Like, so... Um, you just fall in love that way with just watching and trying to write down words and, yep. and there wasn't no genius or nothing. Is it me or did the box show more hip hop videos than rock or alternative videos? Now there is a thing I do remember I first saw the box in 91. Yeah, it was like 90, 91 for and me. it was all and remember the song I remember the first song I saw on there. What was that? It was that song, Betty Boo. Who was? What was that? Uh, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah. Do you remember that song, Stacy? I remember. It's, I, I, it's what like, it was like, like Betty Boo, Betty Boo, just us doing the dude. Not yeah, Betty Boop. Was, I don't even know. I don't even know if I made this up in my mind. But wait a minute. Yeah, okay. I know exactly. What well, here's you're the thing, about. Betty Boo doing the dude. That's in my head, and that's what I thought you were gonna say. But I like, but I, I absolutely thought that I'd made up that song in my head. I, I thought I made yeah. this song for you. I remember. <laughs> I made this song up. I just thought it was stuff like I feel I, so better for years. I've been wanting to say that. Like, hey, does anybody know Betty Boop? Like, I, I know. Yeah, I remember. I and then uh, them two chicks. Uh, we like the car. The trim. The trim. Low key. I stalk. I've been IG stalking them for the last two years. <laughs> I found them. <laughs> were, were they British? Or no, they're from Miami. Oh, they from Miami. Okay, that's Miami base. Okay, <laughs> that's Miami base music. Um, but those are like those are ones. But so it was like a, it was like a weird thing. I was like, what the hell is the jukebox? My cousin was like, eh, it's yeah. just some radio channel on 58 or yeah because my brother's like man turn on 58 you can watch all and they, they were they, but they were playing rock videos and all kind of the stuff and then like yeah. they played uh i'm bad lo cool jazz like, oh okay so i would periodically over the years just check in on it and look at it and then yeah. i just think all of a sudden one day they was like we just gonna be black yeah by like 91 it hadn't yeah. been like the next year because then yeah. I, you see mc brains uchi Kuchi, yep. uh poison yeah that's when, when bbd when uh, Hammer was big, because you Absolutely. see Oaktown 357, uh, BNGB. 
Right. So I'm looking, at, I'm looking up the history of that. So I didn't realize that. So yeah, it was uh, Candyman. Launched in Miami. So I so it started in Miami. Yeah, it was, it was launched in Miami. It was initially a product of the Miami music scene. It was hosted by a group of local Miami-based rappers known as Miami Boys. So that's when the beginning, and then eventually. Um, oh, in 1990, Les Garland, co-founder of both MTV and BH1, was brought in to run the network. From 90 to 97, he played an essential role in the domestic and national launch of the Interactive Music Channel. That's, I guess, when the rollout of actually having to pay for stuff with the 900 number came in. Yeah. Um, so before yeah. it was just a call in, or and you just they just. I think it was or? just a request if you yeah. get, if you get through, but you didn't have to pay for anything, though. No. Okay. Yeah, and then, but yeah, um, so many phone bills were run up. Because oh. of me yeah, because it was still a long distance number. Because it's, it's a nine hundred number. So yeah, it, number. they said, yeah, video cost between ninety nine and $3.99. And, and on national average, it took around twenty minutes to be broadcast after being ordered. Yeah. Which is true. I legit remember because you can see it live on the bottom of the TV. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I absolutely remember like being there and like typing in and seeing it showing up on the screen. I'm like, oh yeah, they're gonna play my video. Yeah, <laughs> like an hour later. Like, so, like, so when my sister was on. Like, I'm looking here. Is 170 different markets? So basically, it was whatever people in your city was trying to play. Basically, that mm -hmm. makes sense. That makes a whole lot of sense. Mm -hmm. That makes a whole lot of sense. But I think in St. Louis, it was two different because if you had cable, yes, it was one for cable and one yeah. for city. Yeah, one for yeah. yeah, just regular TV. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was 170 different affiliates. I mean, it's only like. 50 major cities, so you just if you just doubled it yeah. up, double up. Yeah. Well, my sister was on here, she told y'all like she was in charge of taping videos, she'd have a list that she had to go through every day. I'd be, I'd be like, okay, these are the videos for what we need, and she'd sit there and she would wait very patiently and press record when it was time. Does it seem like every year they'll add something new to it? It'll be like box talk when the like the box new talk was awesome. And then they always had a top 10 for every month, or was it every week? Ooh, it might have been every week. Yeah, because they always debuted a new video, like, for every week. Everything was on there. Wait, hold on. Because uh... I um I, I won three free videos, and, like, this, this uh it was, like, this 1-800 challenge they had. And I won three free videos, and I never, I did uh, 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 Wu-Tang Clan, uh, Protection Net, The Good Girls, um, even though it was like a year or two old at the time, I just wanted to see them on my screen. <laughs> and and Aaliyah back and forth. <laughs> my three yeah. video picks. <laughs> Absolutely. Like the videos that were like whoever had the city and the chokehold, of course, Crossroads when that came so it's <laughs> Wikipedia mentions that. Wikipedia is number one for, yeah, for, it's for because, yeah. because the channel's playlist was totally controlled by viewers, anyone could request any video as many times as they wanted. And the parentheses explaining why some new videos like Bone Thugs Crossroads could be seen 10 times within an hour. She crossroad when I remember I came home from school. That's all you see. I start with that girl with in the choir singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Mary, yeah. don't uh, I learned the whole song because it wasn't even on that album, it was the other version, right? <laughs> and that's a, that's and wait, going back to being able to purchase music, <clears throat> one of the most important things that we need to mention is with Bone. If you had the album when it first came out in 95, you have the original version of Crossroads. Mm, of Crossroads yep. Mm. And if you still have that, 
hold on to it, baby, because you can't do it nowhere else. Because yep. every re-release has the the remix. Yeah, the popular no, it's version. The Crossroads with an A. That's the difference. The yep. other one's the Crossroads it's, it's with an A. And, and the other one's the Crossroads. Right. <laughs> and Wale, even though you're gone, you still yeah. got love from Bone. Like it that, that was that somebody really does need to do a document on that thing because it was that, uh, the what was that other one um in. that escape understanding I saw that a lot oh yeah really all of my Luke videos <laughs> all the Luke videos yeah Luke got a section what? by himself <laughs> Luke got a whole section by himself him and, and the sixty nine boys and right, like, that's where I'm um, Doja they sleep. Yeah, we part of Just Posted Podcast, man. The best show on this network. Come on, check, though. Seriously, man. Just Posted. It's just me and Doja sitting back talking about what the fuck going on in the yeah, world. Man, we said labor of love. He said labor of love. I didn't say that shit. Shout out to, uh, you know what I'm saying, everybody coming to watch, though, man. We really appreciate y'all. Holla at y'all later. Hey, man, this nigga just tall for no reason. We do regular jobs. Don't forget that. wasn't on the radio. I learned. They did not play Luke on the radio. I learned how to pee pop on a handstand because I watched the box. Yeah, that's where I learned it. You watch, you watch, you watch it. I learned it on the TV. Yeah. That's Before crunk music, we had Miami bass. That's exact. That's all we had. <laughs> and that got the point. And so. that was that was when the big whoop verse whoop. There it is. Started. I feel like from the box. Yeah, you had ninety five South and tag team. Yep, right. and I still prefer the ninety five South version. Hundred percent. And there's a group of people that don't even know what that is that are listening. That the ninety five South version. It's totally they forgotten. They have yeah. no clue that there's a whoop. Yeah, I remember Arsenio Hall did the whoop. There it is versus whoop. There it is. No, I kind of remember. It, Arsenio though. Hall did an episode where he had both ninety five South come out do theirs and tag team do theirs. And it was well, now I have to look that up. And yeah. he, did, he did a whoop there it is versus whoop there it is a, a night where they both were the main performers for the night. That summer '93 had a lot of one hit wonders. <laughs> <laughs> it did because uh, Paperboy kicked it off with Diddy. Oh, well, so, hold on, Diddy was '92 though. '93, oh, that was '93. Yeah, it came out from the Nine Deuce, another fat fat track. So that's yeah, that's '92. But the but it was more released in '93 though, wasn't it? Because I remember hearing it like towards the end of the school year, going into like the summertime. My official response is, I'm still playing it today, so I can't really yeah, tell you when it came right, out. He's right. He's right. November third, '92, uh, Diddy comes out. Diddy. So okay. Really. We might not have heard it till January, February, because how music it was back then. Yeah, you're not hearing it for six months till it get that steam rolling in St. Yeah. Louis. <laughs> right. We didn't get it so ninety three. You think that's the most one hit one? That's a hell, that's a question right there, boy. What uh, what year has the most one hit wonders? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a couple two thousands, not the year two thousand, but yeah. like years. But yeah. ninety three had, I think ninety three had a, had a good amount. That's a question that I need some time to do. Some <laughs> yeah, that's what that's we have to, we have I need to gather some data. Yeah, compile a spreadsheet and get some stuff together. We yeah, that's a that's a good. That might be a whole show. We yes. coming back to that. What year had the most one hit one days? Um, oh, speaking of 50 years of hip hop, I just finished watching Ladies First on Netflix, which is yep, about the up, women yep. in hip hop over the last 50 years. Um, I enjoyed it. It's not what I thought it was going to be. What do you mm -hmm. mean by that? I didn't. So 
like so it was four episodes, right? And I, in my mind, they were going to go through kind of like each generation in each episode, but they didn't do that. They kind of brought it all together. So there, each episode was a specific topic about uh, uh, women just even the, the beginning or um, just uh, struggles that they've dealt with throughout the industry, <clears throat> things like that. So it wasn't bad. It just wasn't set up the way that I thought it was going to be. Um, another big takeaway from it is... Female rappers today are very different from female rappers of my time. <laughs> and a lot different. They're a lot <laughs> different in terms of um, content um, that they produce, as well as the way that they look. Um, I know I'm going to sound like an old fuddy duddy, and I don't give a damn. You ain't going to fight me. Um, I've never been somebody who really liked really sexual lyrics. Now, I will say, like, again, I just was talking about hip hopping on the handstand, and there are some two short songs that I know by heart. That's just my life. Okay. This, we'll talk about that in therapy. Um, <laughs> but with some of these women, I often wonder is this really you or what you think you need to be in order to be successful? And uh, and somebody who's not even a rapper, but I think about this with what's the one of the the, the girls, the Beyonce uh, little girls, Chloe, and, Chloe and Haley, right? Hailey, so Hailey. Um, the one that's not in the Little Mermaid, Chloe. Mm-hmm. I look at her and I'm like, I can't wait till she figures out who she is. Mm. Yeah, she just showing them yams, right? And it's like, and that's the thing. If you want to show your yams, do it. Right. Like I'm, I have no objection to you doing it, but it's to me, it's all about intent. It's like, why are you showing your yams? Are you showing your yams because you want to, you feel confident and you like your leg, you got nice looking legs. Look, you don't shave them. I'm going to show these babies off. Or is it because you feel like you need to do this in order to get attention or to entertain or to be taken, I don't even want to say taken seriously, but taken however you want to be. So with a lot of the newer female rappers, some of the raunchiness, I'm like, are you really that raunchy or is it because you've seen it sell and you've decided that that's the space that you want to be in? Right. And again, this is not every new female rapper. They I mean, even the the show even showcased that they had Rhapsody on there. Uh, what's the girl? Uh, Chica. Um, yeah, yeah. So, like they had women on there that absolutely don't uh, aren't extremely sexual. Right. Um, and so, again, if that's who you are, hey, more power to you, like own it and, and go with it. But if it's not really who you are and I and I wonder to myself. 10 years from now, or is it still going to be you? Well, my question even more is, I don't think some of those artists should have been in there on any documentary if you haven't been in the game more than five years. Because if they did this documentary, let's say they did this documentary five years ago, it would have been another set of, and they want to get the young, hot girls or young, hot guys for a documentary. Would they even be relevant five years from at this point is what I'm saying. So you need to have been, I just feel in general, you just need to be, season in it to be in a documentary about like the history if you're not might not even be popular in the next year by next year that's true yeah so if anything again if so if they'd have done four parts it would have been like the future right or what's yep. you know or that's it and then in the, that's where we'd have seen those girls but we know the rhapsody's been out for a while right yeah that's not i'm talking about like the lotto but yeah but lotto like but to that yeah. point i didn't know lotto's story i didn't know where the hell she came from yeah, I didn't know she was on the Jermaine Dupree show. 
Yeah, I didn't know that. So I didn't know that. So I saw that. I was like, oh. So I mean, it's the not that not that that puts her into the game longer, but I'm like, oh, okay. You didn't just you didn't just get popular on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. and uh, and again, not to discredit anybody who got popular on YouTube because there's a lot of content that's out there right now. And if you can break through that and get Mm -hmm. seen, hey, you did. But um, I just. My pussy pink, my booty hole. <laughs> oh, I knew we was going there. Way, way to represent the city. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but that boss vet girl, she doing it too, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> he said the raunchiness is it's always been there. And it's funny, like what there's this thing out that meme that's out there now where it's got Nikki in the middle, and it's like Nikki's influence, and it has all these female rappers and uh that have come after her that allegedly have been influenced by her. And it's like, well, really it comes from Lil' Kim. Well, really yeah, and, it comes from Sonic Pepper. But I think, but yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, but really I think majority of the influence now is Trina <laughs> with most of how the girls rap now, you know, the Sweetie said that. Sweetie was like, she's like I think Trina, I think Trina deserves some flowers. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. <laughs> I want to say, yeah, Sweetie was like that. She said, she's like, yeah, because of my mom. And then we always have to remember this. We talk, people talk really bad about Gen Z and don't realize these are our fucking kids. <laughs> <laughs> we had them. We had them, okay? Like millennials and, and Gen X and talk all that shit, but Gen X and Gen Z is our fucking kids. So Sweetie was like, well, she's like, I, she's like, growing up, um, I love, because of my mom, I love Lauren Hill and I love Lil' Kim and I loved um, Foxy Brown. And I'm like, and I'm thinking to myself, that makes sense. Depending on how old your mom is, that's what the fuck she was listening to. And then she's like, and then by middle school, that's when I really was like, kind of like on my Trina shit. And I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> Bad as bitch. And then she's like, and then by high school, I just was like in love with Nicki Minaj and everything she stood for. And I'm like, now see, this is where parenting gets tricky. Because mm-hmm. it's like, these are the things that I enjoy listening to. But my middle school kid is listening to Trina. Now, again, I'm not going to say that in middle school, what things that I listened to that were questionable. I'm not going to say that. But um, yeah, for, by the time I heard Trina and y'all know Nan, bitch. Um, I was I, in and we were in high school. I was, I was a little grown. I knew a little something. And um, yeah, I just... Rap is interesting. And it's very interesting for women... Um, and and everything. I do like that they had D Barnes on there. I, that was I was shocked when I saw that when she first came on. I was like, "Is that the D Barnes?" They, they flashed her name up there. Yeah, so they flashed her name, and I was like, is, I, "I said the exact same thing." Is that? I'm like, "That the D Barnes?" Like, okay, cool. But it was the document. It was very well done. Mm-hmm. Very very well done. Um, and I also. I guess I wasn't paying attention. I didn't realize the Queen Latifah came out at some point. When did that happen? See, so the, it's mentioned in the documentary um, that there was. She, an she came out during the documentary, like oh, yada yada. <laughs> so there's a, a clip of her winning a Lifetime Achievement Award. Um, I guess BT or something like that, right? And she, I guess, shouts out her girlfriend. Uh, and but then, she's never said I'm. I'm a lesbian or you know, she I'll say me. this for them to mention it in this documentary and she's in this documentary 
Like, I, I'm sure that she could have said, no, nah, take that shit out of there. It's true. Like, if, if nobody could have got some shit taken out. Because isn't she like an executive producer or something? Um, I know MC Light was an executive producer, but I'm sure oh, that's that, one of her friends. You know, <laughs> that's the flavor unit. That's exactly. So either way, if it wasn't true about something about her being said in this thing, I'm sure that she would have shut the shit down. That's that. That's my biggest. The only argument I got is that if it wasn't true, she would have said, "Uh, uh-uh. uh, like not at all." Because they Brat talks about her. Um. Uh, and her finding Judy and uh, they got uh, Young and May on there. Uh, and what's the girl? The girl Chica and Chica. Chica shot a shot. She was like, uh, she's like, yeah. she's like, first off, Young and May is fine. And if you're not busy this weekend, <laughs> and I'm like, shoot your shot, girl. Shoot your shot. I ain't mad at that. I, I call her Heffany. <laughs> mentioning uh well not, i guess not millennials i don't even know what um this gentleman would be i guess is he a baby boomer uh melly mill i think melly mill might be a boomer yeah he's over 60 yeah, yeah he's a boomer he's a boomer melly mill this is eminem eminem this is him back melly mills this and i i mean i'm not trying to be that guy and be a prisoner of the moment it's one of the worst rap disses I think I've heard in my life. Like for real. As a rap song, it's bad. Yeah, I just want pure, like, <laughs> like it felt like he said, like, yo, I'm gonna go in a time machine, go back to 83, write the rap, come back to the present and try to put it over a modern beat that I think will sound modern, but it really that's when he because that's when he was in his prime. <laughs> Rap wise, and you're not, and it's like, okay, sucker, <laughs> Jack Turkey, beware because, you like, ain't nothing but a punk. <laughs> <laughs> Only reason they like you is because you white, and, and this is when you know he don't have friends either. Because somebody on the uh, the Furious Five should have been like, hey, man. Grandmaster Flash, somebody should have been like, hey, uh, this oh, they don't fuck with him, man, because all he want to do is lift weights. <laughs> ain't got, man, these niggas 60. They ain't got time for that. They got grandkids. Man. <laughs> you know, still trying to, he's still trying to be Hulk Hogan. He's still trying to be a WWE superstar. And you rest it. Like it just, it is, it's very, it is, it is absolutely your grandfather making a rap and and and, and, and doing it for you. That's he it. is trying to relate. He is grandfather hip hop, <laughs> old man hip hop. That's it. And it, and while I fully understand the old heads having feeling a certain way uh, or having opinions about rap in this current state or whatever, this was the perfect example of why the kids <clears throat> don't listen to us because of that rap. Yeah. Like that's no matter what we sound like, that's what they hear. Is how he. That's what they. You remember when um when Hammer dissed Jay Z, <laughs> he, he made that video. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just it's this bad. <laughs> and then Eminem, I mean Eminem responded. Eminem, he didn't even have to respond because uh, the this like the the record was that bad that the internet responded for Eminem. <laughs> yeah, Eminem could have just been like just pretended that he didn't even hear it, and then and. It, 
So Eminem comes back, eviscerates this man, and he didn't even have to, like, honestly, M could have just not even tried, right? Like, to just did something real quick and be like, okay, here. He that. Said, huh, huh. And that would have been enough to beat, beat Melly Man on his own. He could have just said, huh. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, everybody is battling, and it, it really is it, it's a new school versus old school thing. Like everyone wants to get their flowers this year for 50 years of hip hop. Um, and I, I get it though. Like if you were a part of the culture and you definitely made an impact, like uh, Mia X made a post on her Instagram page. And she's like, people keep asking me like, why I'm not included or in, in these, in certain conversations. And she's like, you know, I've been writing my own rhymes since I was 12 years old. Um, you know, everything I've done everything I was supposed to do, but and that's true. There are conversations that she gets left out of. And I mean, there's a lot of people who get left out of conversations, but um I think that they're they're offended and, and I get it. And but it's just how do you go about expressing that? So you get Melly Mel making a diss track, you get MC Shan looking like somebody crackhead uncle making videos and just and, and yeah. going. So yeah, Nas was like, man, chill out. Come on. Right, come on over here. Come right. on. <laughs> yeah, like MC Shan versus Nas makes no sense. It's like MC Shan is almost like an older dude that didn't know how to work technology and didn't know that. Like, because he, he came back to, oh, my bad. You did you know, hit me up. <laughs> the, only one, the only one out of that era that still be ready is KRS-One. He'd be ready yep. to battle anybody. Well, no, MC Shan literally because Nas was trying to get him more money. You know that, right? For two, right? Before. That's what that's what happened. But he, it's like he didn't get the message or something like the like an old person with the with the voicemail back. In, oh dang, you hit me! You did hit me up. Well, like uh, on now. I I gotta press what now to get to exactly. <laughs> so it's funny. I'm listening to an interview with Kid and Kid and Play uh, on a Math Hopper show. And they talk about kids talking about his dad. He's like, I've been trying to get in touch with my son. And like, plays like, dude, why you ain't calling your dad? And he was like, well, yeah, my number's the same. It's 1 800 some Sky Tail Page or something. And then his dad go, oh, I thought it was 1 800 Sky King. So he had, for like six months, he had been calling the wrong phone number. And, but then going off on people that saw kid, like, my son won't call me back. Uh. <laughs> That's MC Shan in this situation. Of like this man was trying to get you more money. I don't know how you got your signals crossed. You jumped out the window. That's it. And all, all so much shit can be solved with a fucking phone call. Like everybody runs to social media immediately. <clears throat> like immediately they go to social media. But I think I wonder if he did. He didn't get the call, literally didn't take his text message. Like maybe Nas. They said Nas did reach out to him. <laughs> Just MC Shan still got that big Zach Morris phone. <laughs> the call probably came in at the seven o'clock or before seven o'clock. And he was like, no, oh, no, I ain't got no minutes. Hey, the free oh, after nine. It's free after nine. No minutes. That's what he oh, you know, these text messages cost. They cost ten cents a text. Or he was like, when uh, old people used to be like, "Turn off my cell phone unless you're gonna use it," because they thought yeah. they charged you for being on. <laughs> my check ain't dropped yet. <laughs> Yeah, that was that's one, and that one was a sad one because he was like, "You need to give the motherfuckers from the game that put you on, you know all this." And yeah, and he was trying to, he was trying to do the whole Juice Crew as a whole reunion thing, get them paid. It was just oh, wow. it, like everybody's yeah. so quick to. 
feel that they have been publicly shamed or some way and they like they immediately need to go to social media to talk about it and coming from somebody who is on social media all day every day um i can admit sometimes it is hard to not share things like yeah. something happens and it's like man i want to type about this and you have to say okay this this ain't it like the don't don't post that like no nah, because you got everybody asking because everybody's nosy everybody wants to know right. <laughs> And some people are not even concerned. They just nosy. Yeah, they just, <laughs> they just right. want to see the right. comments. Right. They just want to see what everybody else got. I mean, I guess if we could finally talk. I mean, I guess we could talk about his son, this Ali on Vlad TV. Yeah. Um, have y'all watched any of these clips? I've I seen saw one. one. I saw one. <laughs> I saw one. Yeah. Yeah, I just seen one. About writing country grammar. I mean yep. that's all this all this stuff I heard him say previously, but it just feels dirty. dirty. <laughs> this whole thing just feels dirty. Like from dirty and T. Like yeah, dirty and T. Like we it, all we got. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. I guess they don't. I guess they yeah. don't. Like just dirty. Just I mean. I just don't feel like this, this, this like St. Louis business. I feel like it being on black TV. I feel like it's, I'm taking it personal where it's like, you talking about stuff that go on at the crib. Like that's crib business. Like, yeah. But remember Nelly was on that one local But pod. that was a home, that was a home-based uh, podcast yeah. too though. Like yeah. that was, even though it, that, it only leaked out a little bit to other people. We all. Yeah, it ain't, saw, it's, it still stayed in the city. It didn't really go all out. That podcast. Viral was, like that. that. That still clip of Nelly being. Like that, like <laughs> I was the star. I'm the star. There's people, there's people out there that don't even, that just see that and don't even know where that came from. That uh, yep. still of Nelly, and they use it. I remember yeah. I was watching that live. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that live. <clears throat> but I just, it just feels dirty. I, I don't want to litigate the rights or wrongs in the situation. Um, but it just feels dirty, and it feels like, well, how are we putting out our like? It's like a family, our family business. Yeah. Because like uh, our home, like we ain't our city's not that big, people. The checks so, not coming. Yeah, the checks not yeah. coming. Yeah. And then Nelly's got that 50 mil for half his publishing, so he got a nice big check. Yeah, and he wrote uh wrote it. Mm -hmm. There is a level of unbothered that Cornell Hayes has, right? <laughs> yeah, man. He just right. got his he just got his girl back. <laughs> you think you worried about this shit? He tried to ride off to the sunset. <laughs> mm, like absolutely not. Like, yeah, it's just, it was just one of them where it's like ugh, just dirty. It just don't feel good. You don't just see that from like the biggest group to come out of here for them to be for it to be like that. Because that, that's our that's our real childhood. I like our second set of our childhood as being like a grown adults, young adults. That's when that whole movement was happening. Happening yeah, and growing I, up. This, the city was on fire. Yeah. I mean, look, fall of 2000, going away to school at SEMO, and everybody being like, You from St. Louis? You know, now? Mm -hmm. Like, really, it was the white kids. But he's out of town with a St. Louis hat on. Yeah. Right. Like, it was a big, like, it was like, or a Rams I, jersey. Like, people didn't know where St. Louis was. Like, you can say what you want to say, but people did not really know where St. Louis was before Nelly. 100%. Like they just did it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. St. Louis Cardinals. Ain't nobody know where the hell St. Louis was. Yeah. 
So it was, I mean, it, the city was, it, the city was on fire. You guys, it was a big deal. It was a big deal. So Nelly done blown up. Uh, Rams winning the fucking Super Bowl. Yep, that's all back to back. What a time that's, to be alive. That same year. What a time to be alive. It was amazing in St. Louis during that time. I was, what, a junior going into my senior year? Yep. It was like, yeah, I think my best friend, she wrote a, um, she had to write an English paper and she wrote it on the Cinderella Rams. Oh, snap. (laughs) Shit, why not? I think think it had to be something uh, whatever it was, but it was, she definitely wrote it on the Cinderella Rams. Remember they were saying the reason they won because the Pope had blessed the stadium the year before. (laughs) (laughs) And which is so funny because the year before me and her was on the uh, corner of Euclid and Maryland slinging Pope t-shirts. Yeah, because they they closed school. As a true school, absolutely out there. (laughs) Cold as fuck that morning. Yeah, it was cold. In the Pope Mobile, yeah, the <laughs> bulletproof little golf cart. That that Pope Mobile flew down Lindell, and it was the funniest shit that I'd ever seen in my life. Samantha was hollering because she was like, "It's the idea that people had been out there for hours. People had been waiting their entire lives to get a glimpse of the Pope, and this nigga was doing seventy in a bulletproof down Lindell. <laughs> he doing seventy in a third golf cart down Lindell." <laughs> like you see up a, like literally for a second like just zoom it's like and that was it and, and all the schools there, was closed you've been out there for hours drinking hot chocolate or whatever right so we out here freezing trying to sell t-shirts and we see zoom is that, is that it? That's it. That's it. All right. Well, go ahead and pack up then. Get back. Right. <laughs> I wasn't going none of that shit. I was sitting at the crib watching uh Sally Jesse Raphael. Yeah, I was at the crib, man. <laughs> we was working. We was hustling. All right. I'm always slanging something. It's always something I'm selling. I was gonna try to catch the Metro Link to the center, but I ain't want to be in none of that commotion. <laughs> <laughs> that boy. <laughs> that commotion, because <laughs> you know that's Metro. That was when the MetroLink first was cracking off too. MetroLink, yeah. that was it. That been some shit. Now, if you got on that forty-one lead, you'd been fine. Well, none of them on that. Nah, yeah, forty-one lead was chill. You'd been straight. The forty-one lead would take you straight down there, and you'd have had the whole bus to yourself. Yeah, so I stick the cast bus down there. Nobody's on the nah, cast bus either. Yeah, nobody was on the cast bus. No, I mean, you straight. Not to go to the center. No, yeah, no, but no, that the Metro Link, nah. Mm-mm. Shit, wasn't it still by state at that point? It was still by state. Yeah, it, it didn't turn Metro to like the 2000. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was still with the little yellow and orange stripe. <laughs> on the... <laughs> I'm looking at this Ali video on his other screen, and Uh-oh. am I tripping, or is he like four shades darker? Oh no! Because oh, when no. I first saw the so Ali is was it was light, like I, looking, like I don't know if it's the lighting or whatever. But like when I first saw the clip, and I'm like, who? I'm like Ali who? Because I'm like I didn't recognize him. Did so, him and Gip ever come out with that album? Yeah, the Kimpo that came out. Okay, that came out. Okay, yeah, that was it. Has a song on there. Um, Latoya Luckett is singing the hook. It uh, samples Brandy. It's called uh, Almost Baby. Okay, I love that song. I fucking love that song with him and Gip. Cause I remember I can't see I was, else on the album though, but I love that song. Yeah, so I remember they dropped a couple songs. I just don't remember when the album. Yeah, what was the what was the one single that kind of cracked cracked off on that? That booty, the booty. 
booty. I see with the chick. I see you looking at my booty. Oh, it was one. Was that the one that was on a bus? Uh, I don't. I kind of remember the video. <laughs> oh, let me see if I can find. It. Yeah, I just know it was like a like a little booty song. <laughs> I think that was like oh six. <laughs> it was Kinfolk is the album. I know that. Yeah. I still wish he would have put "Breathe In, Breathe Out" on his album. It was on that Bad Company soundtrack. Yeah, that was that was a big mistake. If anything, that was one of yeah. the mistakes. Because at least Murph had "Shake Your Tail Feather" on his. I'm t- it's called "Go Ahead." It's "Go Ahead," I think. Go ahead. Yep, that's it. Yeah, yeah. We got the song "Almost Major." That is my shit. That's the one you talking about, "Almost Major." Yeah, that. Yeah, Latoya Luckett sings the hook on there, but. Um, it samples Brandy almost doesn't count, but it's actually a really good song. Hold on, Grills is considered a single off of there? No, Grills is considered a single on Sweatsuit. Right, that's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Dang, yeah, this this Kenfo album looked like it, it had some decent tracks on there. I don't know why uh, I, this just didn't get promoted well. It looks like I, I believe I remember. I believe it didn't get promoted correctly. Sometimes people have moments, and I think a moment may have passed. Like there, there was mm-hmm. a, a time where that album may have done better. Yeah, but in 07, when it came out. Yeah, so I think it. Yeah, I think it took too long to come out. <clears throat> And people are still kind of looking at that last Ali album like, oh, I'm good on yeah. Ali. Then people, people was probably looking at them like, man, they trying to be like Phil Mob. They trying to be like Phil Mob. All right. Another episode. I don't listen to 90s music. Stacy, where can they hit you up at? Don't hit me up. I don't want to talk to anybody. Um, but uh, if you must, you can find me at Stacy Adams on all platforms. Stacy with the E, Adams with the Z. All right. What about you, Scott? You can hit me up all over at Cool Ass Scott. Now on the, uh, what's the new Twitter thing? Threads. Threads. Oh, yeah. I'm on everything. I'm on Threads. I'm on Spill. I'm on. Everything. I'm What's Twitter like? Well, Twitter is X now. Right. Yeah. I'm everywhere you want to be. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Well, man, another great episode. We thank y'all. Make sure y'all go to the Only Listen Night Music Facebook group. Add yourself. Please answer the questions correctly. Uh, we're having a little situation now over there. <laughs> yeah, some spammers uh, yeah. going. It's just spam. Yeah. It's just, so just, just follow the directions, people. Right. Just my own cousins. Like I'm like, dude, man, I know it's you, but can you at least answer the questions correctly? Like, I know it's you. It's like, but if you know it's me, then go I was like, man, it's just follow directions. Like it's a verification method. <laughs> That's it, pretty much, because otherwise my 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 AI system is going to delete, like it's gonna decline it. So just do what you're supposed to do. Yeah, just answer the question, man. The you can be like, That's my cousin. And that will get you through. Like, that's it. That's pretty much it. I don't know because they don't know. Right. <laughs> it's, and it's literally like two questions. And yeah. one of them you don't even have to really think about. Like, it's just, how did you hear about this group? My cousin. That, that suffices. Okay. That's it. That's it. That's cool. Well, thank y'all for listening. <laughs> as always, we'll be back soon. All right.